bar. From a performance and an effort standpoint, no disappointment whatsoever. Great number seven knows like we did last year. This is Pool Time on Impact Sports Radio, your source for goals, high dives, and butterflies. And now your host, Max King. again for another episode of pool time my name is max king your host we are on episode 14 which was going to consist of a couple previews here uh we have a busy schedule for the michigan state swimming and diving team this weekend first we're going to go and we're going to look at a preview of the women versus bowling green on friday and then on saturday both teams have a tri-meet, which is at Eastern Michigan with Buffalo. So we're going to hear from our weekly segment from Coach Matt Giannotis, and I'm also going to be talking to senior Nick Roberts, who's coming off one of his best performances of the year at Purdue, and junior Shelby Lacey joins me after to talk about a busy and important women's schedule. So first of all is the meet against Bowling Green on Friday night. This is in East Lansing and just the women. However, there is a change because I was talking to Matt Giannotis this week, and a water main at IM West has broken, and there's nearly no water, no running water. So what's going to end up happening is, according to Coach Giannotis, they're going to move the meet to East Lansing High School. So nothing's official as of Thursday, but the plan is to move it to East Lansing High School instead of IM West because of that water main. There's like Again, there's no water, running water. This happened Wednesday of this week. So that is the plan. Nothing is official yet. Be sure to uh, keep updated on that. So the meet against Bowling Green at likely will be East Lansing High School. That's going to be a tough close meet. It was last year. Michigan State has seen Bowling Green already at the Tier Invitational at Northwestern. That was back before winter break. Michigan State finished second in that meet. Bowling Green finished fourth. And when you look at Bowling Green's swimmers, they have a lot of fast swimmers. They're good sprinters. Uh, They have some good young talent, too, especially uh, someone called Victoria Griffin, who's a freshman, and you will hear a lot from her over the next four years, especially in the MAC. They're very even teams. Very even teams, Michigan State and Bowling Green. And looking at some of their relays from when they swam at Northwestern, uh, this is at the invite, uh, they have good relays. So for Bowling Green, their relays, the 200 free relay finished first at that invite. Michigan State was second by about two tenths. So that was a close race between those two. The 400 medley finished third. 200 medley finished second. Michigan State was first in that event. The 800 free relay finished second. Michigan State was fourth in that event. And the 400 free relay finished second. Michigan State was third. So you can see that in all those relays, they were neck and neck with each other. So that's going to probably carry over onto Friday. There there shouldn't be any reason why it wouldn't. Um, so they were neck and neck with MSU through that whole uh, invitational. Michigan State obviously finished two places ahead of them. 
I looked at the races that those two teams swam in. There's a lot of Bowling Green, a lot of Michigan State swimmers or relays that were right there next to each other in finals or in consolations and whatnot. So they were very evenly matched. Now, Michigan State ended up getting a higher place overall in them. And I couldn't really figure out why for a second, because aside from the fact that it's an invitational, you have other teams taking points away. But you know, head to head, I really saw them quite even until I got to the butterfly. To me, the butterfly is the difference because if you look at what they've done in the butterfly, Michigan State has good butterflyers, as does Bowling Green. But the difference is that Michigan State has an abundant amount of good butterflyers. They have some depth to them. Bowling Green doesn't necessarily have that. So I broke down the two butterfly events, the 100 and 200, and that Northwestern Invitational. Michigan State in the 100 butterfly scored 47 points to Bowling Green's 9. So Bowling Green had two people placed in top 16. I believe Michigan State had five, okay, including Sarah Love, freshman to Michigan State, who won that event. And also you have in the 200 fly, Michigan State scored 40 points to Bowling Green's 17. So that's an 87 to 26 point swing right there just in the butterfly event. Okay, now that's going to be different now because it's a dual me and they're not they're only going to be swinging one scoring heat of that. But that shows you that Michigan State has probably has the potential to possibly sweep that event. And it's going to be kind of in the second half of that meet, which could be a huge swing for them going into the, the rest of the meet against Bowling Green. So to me, that's a big difference there. Uh, we'll hear from more from uh, Matt knows about it in a little bit because he has some other uh, events that he thinks that the women can really get some good points into. But the butterfly, no doubt, is a strong suit for Michigan State, and it's not weak for Bowling Green. They just don't have the depth that Michigan State does. Let's look at some of the key swimmers for Bowling Green now. Without a doubt, probably their biggest stud on the team is Victoria Griffin, the freshman. Mentioned her already. She has the top three times on the team this year in the 100 freestyle, including an NCAA B cut and school record, which she got at the tier invitational. She went 49.87, and she became the first in Bowling Green history to be sub 50 seconds. She's the first woman to ever go 49 seconds, and she's just a freshman. So she's a very good sprinter. She's going to give Summer Strickler good races here and there, um, you know, I, I think at the tier invitational, Matt Giannotis says this as well. They got they there's some very close races that they just ended up getting winning and it could have easily swung the other way. And same with the races that Michigan State run won as well. So so Victoria Griffin versus Summer Strickler to me is a very key matchup. It's an interesting race. I'll be interested to see who comes out on that because you know she's not gonna go forty nine eighty seven again. She was she was rested a little bit. So she, I think she'll be around 50.51, which is probably where Strickler will be as well. Um, so we'll see what that happens. We'll see that. That'll be a good race. To me, that's a toss-up event right there, that 100 freestyle. Uh, looking at some other key athletes on Bowling Green, Brittany Zeckley. She's a sprinter, very good in the 50. She's got the top two times this year on the team in the 50. With, she's been 23-31. Again, another... Uh, issue that uh summer strickler girls like sarah love um and and others they'll they'll have a good race with with zeckley joelle sheps is probably she's a senior she's probably overall their their most talented swimmer because she can swim a lot of other events to me she's kind of almost like a utility player 
because she's just an all-around athlete. She's got a good butterfly. She's got a good IM. She's good at sprinting. When you look at some of the top times for the team this year, she, her name is just riddled all over there um, in, in various places. So I think she's she's a good asset to have. She actually, at the tier invitational, was fourth in individual scoring overall. So she was the fourth highest individual score out of that entire meet. She scored 65 points there, which shows you that she can swim a lot of different events and be successful. So that so those are some of their, their top swimmers, too. And again, like I said, it's going to be a close meet. But it, oh, it's different when you swim someone in a dual meet. You know, when you swim in an invitational, you have, like I said earlier, you have other teams that can take points away from a team that you're close with in the in the standings and vice versa. So so it, it's definitely a different environment. Uh, last year, Michigan State won by eight points, which shows you how close of a meet it was and probably how close of a meet it will be this year as well. Will it be the same as, as last year? I think Michigan State will probably win by a little bit more this year. I think they have more depth um, in, in multiple events, but I, no doubt that Bowling Green is going to give them a run for their money. I think it's probably going to be similar, maybe a little bit more than eight-point win, but you know, it really doesn't know. It, it, this all depends, though, on those toss-up events because there's a lot of those, especially in the freestyle, especially in, in sprinting events. So before we move on to Eastern Michigan Buffalo, Okay, let's hear a preview from Matt Giannotis on Friday's meet against Bowling Green. They got young kids, and they recruited really well the last couple of years. They got good sprinters. A couple of the relays, I thought we had them beat in both of them, and we kind of let it slip right at the end. They touched us out in a lot of events in that meet, which was disappointing. Um, finished ahead of them, and, you know, we're going to get a little bit of a break because they don't really carry any divers. So from a point standpoint, we'll start with a little bit of a cushion. But I want to outswim them, and, uh, you know, I – I want our kids to at least exact a little bit of motivation in terms of revenge because there were some close races. It seemed to be us with them, and particularly in the shorter events, and uh, they, they just touched us out. Yeah. And, and looking at some of their talent, uh, that freshman, uh, Victoria Griffin, she was 49.87 in the 100, which was a school record and an NCAA B cut for her. Um, and then Joel Sheps is another really good one uh, for them. Uh, just based on what you've seen this year, maybe your past knowledge, just kind of tell them what, what kind of swimmers they are. They're good. And, you know, Petra has them listening, and, uh, um, you know, she's a good coach. I mean, she came from George Mason, and... Uh, um, you know, she's done a really nice job with that program, uh, you know, with limited support. So, I mean, give her credit. They've done a nice job. But they're both good, and they're both, but, you know, they're freshmen too, and um, sometimes when you get into a season this long for the first time, you start getting into a little bit of a drag. I, I You know, we'll see how that happens with them. Uh, I know our freshmen, particularly on the women's side, have had just issues in being as sharp as they were in the first semester. That's pretty natural, though. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. And, and a lot of close races, like you just said, uh, you know, when you, I looked at the, the results from at Northwestern, and really the only thing that stood out was that you had a lot uh, better butterflyers. You know, you, you had a lot more abundant butterflyers and scoring a lot of points. Is that an event where you look at head-to-head-wise that you think could be a, a big turnaround? Yeah, I think we're a little bit better than them in the distance events too. But, uh, 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 yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, when you have an advantage like that, you got you got to take the, you know, you got to take the advantage. And, you know, we'll be here, too, and uh, it'll be in our pool, and uh, our girls know what they have to do, you know, with the number of people that didn't make it through. We have such short, small numbers now that our girls have a pretty clear idea in terms of what they have to do to get things accomplished. So, yeah, for sure. And moving on to Eastern Michigan now, this is the Saturday meet. Both teams are going to be in Ypsilanti for the Eastern Michigan with Buffalo Tri meet. Now, for Eastern Michigan, the women beat Bowling Green earlier in the year. 
So they're all kind of on the same level of competition. They've made some news recently in the Mid-American Conference. They've had two swimmers, one from each team, win the uh, Swimmers of the Week in the MAC Conference. Cole Bateman, who is a freshman for Eastern Michigan, he was the male Swimmer of the Week. And he won all three of his events in their last meet against Denison. He was the lead swimmer in the 200 medley relay, which won at 132.80. He also went on to win the 100 and 200-yard backstroke at 51.53 and 152.24. And then Jesse Godlewski, who's a junior at Eastern Michigan, she was the female swimmer of the week in the MAC conference. She won the 200 fly at 204.85, the 200 back at 207.49, and the 200 IM at 209.09. She was also part of the 200 medley relay team that finished 148.86. Looking at their records right now, the men's team is 2-1. They lost to Northwestern, and they beat Oakland and Denison. The women's team is 4-3. They lost to Northwestern, Illinois, uh, two teams that Michigan State's women's team has seen. Toledo, which is a team that Michigan State's women are going to see at the very last dual meet of the year. And then they beat Bowling Green who obviously Michigan State will see on Friday, Akron, Oakland, and Denison. And they'll also see Oakland and Denison later in the year. So so that's a little bit of taste of Eastern Michigan. So let's go on to Buffalo now. They're 2-3 and three as a combined men's and women's team. For those of you who don't know, Buffalo, New York is the hometown of MSU head coach Matt Giannotis, and he does have some connections there. Uh, Aaron Mahaney, who's assistant coach there at Buffalo, was a Michigan State graduate. He swam for Matt Giannotis. Um, we'll hear a little bit more from, from Matt in a little bit on some of the connections there. Uh, but Michigan State beat both teams last year when they swam against Buffalo. And um, so let's let, hear from Matt Giannotis now on Eastern Michigan and Buffalo for the preview on Saturday. You're at Eastern Michigan with Buffalo, which is your hometown. Any connections to the hometown uh, Buffalo? Yeah, Aaron Mahaney, who was an assistant there, swam here and graduated in 2002. Um, and he was at Penn State last year, and I was he was the first kid I ever recruited here at Michigan State as an assistant coach. So, uh, And, of course, you know, I grew up basically right across the street from where the campus is, and my high school was actually almost basically on campus uh, when you look at it. So, yeah, I mean, I, 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 at some point I think we have to get back there. We swam last year down at Bowling Green, and we're going to swim this year down at Nipsey. So uh, at some point I'd like to take the team back um, to my hometown and get some good chicken wings, you know. And uh, looking at Eastern, now they beat Bowling Green, their women's team did, earlier in the season. How do you see that matchup between uh, your team and Eastern playing out? I think it's really even. Um, again, I, you know, I, I don't think there's anything uh, for us, and in particular the way we stood up against Purdue last week. I think our women have an, a good opportunity. Um, you know, it's going to be, I mean, like in basketball they call it 50-50 balls. I think there's a lot of 50-50 races where our kids, if they want to win it, they can get it, and then we'll score some points and move forward, you know. All right, it's time now to talk to some of our Michigan State swimming athletes. First up is Nick Roberts, the senior swimmer for Michigan State's men's team. He's coming off a good performance at Purdue. He had a victory in the breaststroke and had some good performances in the IM. So I sat down and talked with him on what he needs to do to finish off a successful career. You had a very good meet last weekend at Purdue. Uh, Coach Gianos said he was very pleased with the way you performed. Um, what do you have to do to keep that momentum going into this weekend and beyond? Uh, well, a lot of it has to do with uh, the previous uh, month of training, you know, over uh, over December and when finals ended and the, and the school first semester ended. 
uh, you know, we kick into high gear, no school, no outside distractions, and we were just going every single day, twice a day, except for Christmas and New Year's, and uh, and that that's like a big uh, propulsion into the second semester, especially when meets start up again. You know, everyone's in much better shape, and you know, from this point on, uh, we're still pretty beat up from uh, training trip and December and stuff like that. So. As we get back in the normal swing of things, school starting, meaning practices are going to be maybe less intense than usual. So it's kind of a natural rest built into that, and everyone's getting up and excited to finish off the season going into Big Tens. And and I was talking to uh, to your coach uh, last weekend. He said that you know you really, really took your breaststrokes out aggressively. Um, is that something that you tried been working on, or is that just something that kind of snapped in, into place all of a sudden? What was going on there? <laughs> well, uh, actually, on the bus ride over to uh, Purdue from the hotel, right before the meet, uh, G was talking, giving us a speech, pre-meet speech, talking about handing out the Snickers bars, and he says, "I want to see a gutsy performance. Like I don't care if you go out and you die." Or you finish a race harder than you've ever finished before, but I want to see guts, and that's what's going to take, you know, to put ourselves over the edge. And so that was one thing I just tried to focus on was just go out, trust the training from earlier in the year, and see what you can see if you can hang out and see what happens. So that's how it kind of worked out. And as a senior, do you feel like you're kind of reaching the pinnacle of your career now? After you've been through the program a few years now, and you're getting you're in that last semester now. Do you feel that way? Oh yeah, definitely. You know, you've been through been through the same thing three years in a row you know exactly what to expect what's going on how you're going to feel and what you need to do to be better than you were the year before and so me and my fellow seniors we got so we we're just talking six weeks left until the last meet so it's do or die you know you're doing everything that you can possibly do to get yourself over the edge and make this the most successful year so far now, Shelby Lacey was a winner at West Lafayette last weekend against Purdue, and she has a chance to continue her winning ways in the breaststroke this upcoming weekend. So let's hear from her about what she expects to go down on Friday and Saturday. Eastern, uh, I haven't been keeping tabs on them this season, but having them be another uh, Michigan team, I'm really excited to swim against them this weekend. And with that said, what's kind of the mindset of the women going to the last couple meets in order to achieve that goal of having a winning record? I mean, I just want to form really well uh, just before Big Tens, um, post up some good times, just uh, give everyone a good uh, outlook as to what they c can accomplish when it comes to taper in the Big Ten meet. So I feel like uh, if we go into this weekend and we swim really well, not only will it look good for us going into Big Tens, but even when we uh, go up against Michigan in a couple weeks. I think that will be a really good dual meet as well. And, and speaking of Bowling Green, uh, you've seen them once already this year. Uh, they have some good breaststrokers that will challenge you. Um, you know, again, after your performance of, you know, you won the, the breaststroke at Purdue, does that give you more confidence heading into this one that you can get another win or two? Yeah, um, like not going to lie, like I do uh, keep tabs on other teams, uh, like their breaststrokers and their times and what they've been putting up whether it be before taper after taper um during season so and the girl that they have now we were like had head to head at um the northwestern invite and we have been going fairly similar times in season um i'm not sure how they've been doing since after their training trip um but i feel like it'll be a good race come friday there you have it that's your preview for bowling green friday and eastern michigan and buffalo on saturday Again, Friday at 6 o'clock p.m., most likely at East Lansing High School versus Bowling Green. Again, a water main broke at IM West on Wednesday. 
and they're most likely going to be fixed by next week. Hopefully, this is what Matt Giannotis told me earlier in the week, but they're expected to move that meet to the high school, and again, Saturday at Eastern Michigan with Buffalo at 1 o'clock in Ypsilanti. You can follow live updates on Twitter by following myself, Max underscore A underscore King. I'll be doing live tweeting there on all the events. And you can also get coverage by following at MSU Impact Sports. You can read post-game articles and hear more podcasts of pool time by visiting impact89fm.org forward slash sports. This has been episode 14 of Pool Time. My name is Max King. Thank you once again for listening. Until next time, see ya.